Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I'm today, I'm here today with John Hogan. We're so excited that he's here. Hey, you guys, we're going to talk about predictions for 2021. And he's got some um, really cool information to give us. So please share this with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe. Hey, listen, I want you guys to sit back and relax for a minute. And I usually tell you guys, you know, a story of what's going on with humanity. But today, I'm just going to read you some headlines because I really want to devote most of the show for John so he can give you guys some information. But sit back and relax and let me tell you what's happening. This is great. So ex-Australian leader says it's time to cut ties with the British Royals. Well, yeah. How's a miracle piano, how a miracle piano has helped to heal Japan's Tsumi's scars and Tokyo's Olympics to go ahead, but no foreign fans allowed. That's kind of weird. Uh, there was a rare meteorite found in the UK, uh, may contain some building blocks of life. That's interesting. Megan says, father speaking to the UK tabloids was betrayal. Um, this is a lot about Megan and Harry today. I don't know if you guys watched the, uh, the interview with Oprah Winfrey, but it was pretty interesting where she talked about the royal family. So that's why there's so many headlines about them today. It says Megan and Harry's interview draws mixed reaction in Britain. Um, it says, shoot me instead. A nun pleads with Miramar security forces. Now there's a lot of unrest going on over there. Again, they're back to Prince Harry couldn't leave the Royals without Diana's money. That's some crazy stuff. The US offers temporary legal status to Venezuelans, immigrants in the US. And uh, Megan says the royal family has concerns about Archie's skin tone. Wow, you know, when we've gotten to the point now where the big news is the Royals. So that's kind of crazy. Um, hey, John, <laughs> what do you think about all this stuff going on before I read your bio? Where to begin? <laughs> uh, I will begin with one of my favorite quotes of Albert Einstein. Okay. The difference between mediocrity and genius is that genius knows its limitations. Mm-hmm. People come into the world, not mediocrities. I would contend that people come into the world as Buddhas, yeah. awakened beings that don't know they're awakened, that because they're like fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. They haven't been cast onto the deck to even know what they have. In fact, they have to lose it by being identified as egos in the conditioning process. And in that process, Buddhas become mediocrities another name for ego. Mm -hmm. And this is the engine of mechanical predictability. That is the, is the engine that makes a false understanding of the future uh, called prophecy. Right. Prophecy is a projection of the past into the future. The true future can only be encountered 
by living in the eternity of the present as a constant newness, newness, newness coming in of, of spontaneous potential. Otherwise, all prophecy has done is made a screen to project the past upon the future. So you feel like what we're seeing is all of that going on right now. The egos have not been um, calmed. And until people can go within themselves and figure out that the treasure lies within. The, the, the survival of the human race in the coming 20 years is, is involved, is at stake. The, I agree. Uh, enough human beings need to begin the process that can only be done by the individual, not collectively. Right. Collective, collective masses of people are the, are the lowest form of unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. The identity, I, you know, it's the sheeple effect. The sheeple called Americans, sheeple called theists, sheeples called Christians, Muslims, atheists. All of that is collective identity that herds people into a mediocre, mediocre state of being. And if this continues to go on, if we continue to not bring ourselves, more people, into the eternity of the present, where all possibilities are there, love, spontaneous genius, all of this, meditation. If enough people, are, if we don't see enough people start to go in, and rediscover the Buddha they've always been and start to see the pretenses that society has put upon you to pretend not to be the Buddha, mm -hmm. then this civilization will not survive the next 20 years. I agree. But there's a lot of us out there who are talking about this stuff. That's why I do this show. And, you know, is it possible? I've, I've heard you know, different people say there's different timelines. What do you think about that? There's only one true time. Okay. The present. Okay. All, all the things that are called time, as in past and future, are, are projections of the mind and ego identity separation. So the, the, the now, that does not mean that there aren't alternative futures. The person that I'm most famous for interpreting the last 40 years, Nostradamus, right. um, has, has been a champion showing that the dogma that says the future is preordained, he, he proved it wrong. His very claim to fame was uh, being summoned to court to explain one of his earliest prophecies about a jousting accident that everybody, including Queen Catherine de Medici of France realized was about the uh, the king Henry II because he she had also from her astrologers in Florence because she's a Medici uh, also got a similar uh, warning that he should not joust in his forty first year which was fifteen fifty nine four okay. years earlier to that Nostradamus makes this prediction he did go to the court he he ended up being rewarded. And from what circumstantial quotes and things in the aftermath of the, of the situation state is that he probably gave Henry two futures because in the first volume he serialized, there were two of what would be 11 uh, prophecies specifically about him under the anagram Henrik Seelen. Henrik is a old spelling of Henry. Okay. Seelen is from, is, a, is an apocope taking one letter off the, the, the end for Celine, 
which is Greek for moon. His royal livery had the H of Henry with a crescent lying upon the horizontal bar. He, his, his, his coat of arms always had his mistress, Diane de Poitiers, uh, uh, her, her crescents all over to the jealousy of Queen Catherine <laughs> of Medici. Uh, so, uh, so everyone knew that was who it was about. And, and if he had lived that life, he would have conquered Northern Italy, Savoy, and incorporated them into a French kingdom that lived in peace without the Protestants and the uh, Catholics of the 1550s going by the 1560s into nine wars, civil wars of religion, which were the reason why Nostradamus risked writing these prophecies and, and being quite controversial. He was so, trying to stop that war. So what you're, what you're saying is, and I want to understand and let the audience understand is, Nostradamus knew that people had choice, they had free will. And so he saw that there was, it could go either, it could go this way or it could go this way, it was his choice. And that's what you're seeing for us. Is that what you're telling me? Well, it is, um, it is, it's more atomic for in this situation, there's no us. The us, it's any more than there's a for such a thing called a forest. There are trees, individual trees that we utilize language to say in a grouping is a forest. Right. What's but we don't, we don't think we don't the forest the trees don't disappear and we just see the concept of forest. What we do this we do that with humanity. There is no humanity. There are only unique personally sovereign individuals that are mostly not living in their sovereignty of consciousness and love mm -hmm. and richness and all forms of life. So, so if you ask me if humanity is going to survive, there is no humanity to survive. There's you, there's me, and there's all the 7.4 billion other individual people uh, that, that need to, I mean, there's a theory that comes from ancient times of Buddha there was, a there was a decade that was recorded in the kingdoms of India hmm. where all it was an incredible grace had descended upon India. Peace was happening. Everybody had their lot in life and were happy. Um, and they, they, they finally figured that it was the reason why that happened was that was the time when there were five people, Buddha and four others, walking India. And these, all of the same stature of enlightenment. The other was Mahavir of the Jains. There was Buddha, who was just early now in his enlightenment. There was there were uh, there was Keshkambal and some other people that we only know about from their talks that survived. Right. But so in that one ten-year period, all five of them were existing on the surface of India on the earth at the same time, and they equate this strange piece to, uh, to have been because of that, when they started dying off, Buddha being the last, right. the peace ended. It was their so, energy. No, no, uh, was I, I'm coming to my point. Okay. Um, the, I, I will often do that because you, I, I take a, a point in totality. Okay. Um, the, the, um, the theory of fourth way mystics like Osho, my teacher, Krishnamurti, uh, Gurdjieff, were a theory that something like that has to happen in our time, in the 2020s. Something where a, an average of enlightened beings increases 
anywhere from five to 200 more than we usually have on the planet on average. That, so it is the, the thing that's important to understand for your audience is this is not a group thing to fix the world. Only you, each of you, only you who are watching and hearing me, it's all inside you and all you need to do is become what to remember what you brought into this world and live it moment to moment. And if and if, this is something that millions can do mm-hmm. at the same time without needing herds of people or churches or people in pointy hats and funny dresses telling you this and that redeem this and those none of that. Your religiousness is beyond all the religions. In fact, I would say the religions with their death-oriented view of the world have created the sixth mass extinction, have created global warming have created the overpopulation that has us consuming this earth as if it were three earths. Mm-hmm. This is insanity. And in fact, it's self-fulfilling prophecy that, that is based on an idea that you're going to be picked up on a cloud or you're going to be, um, uh, you're going to be part of the thousand-year Reich of the Savior when he comes down into Jerusalem and all of that. Or you're the, the 12th Imam uh, uh, reappearing to the Muslims and out of Khorasan, as Mohammed predicted, all these people with black flags would come. In fact, that is Eastern Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That's why in the Muslim world, there's such a fever that almost no one knows in the West how of, of end time uh, Islamic prophecy. It's what guides Al-Qaeda. It's what guided ISIS. Uh, they're trying to fulfill the, that black flags out of They're trying to fulfill on. the prophecy. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with John Hogue. His website is hogueprophecy.com. When we come back, I'll read his bio in case you guys don't know who he is. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and I'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. 
We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Urell. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with John Hogue. And if you don't know who he is, he's the author of 1,200 articles and 50 published books spanning 22 languages. He's predicted the winner of every U.S. presidential election by popular vote since 1968, giving him a remarkable 13-0 batting average. Hogue is a world-renowned expert on the prophecies of Nostradamus and other prophetic Um, renowned teachers. He's claimed to focus on interpreting the world's um, ancient to modern prophets and prophecies with fresh eyes, seeking to connect readers with the shared and collective visions of terror, wonder, and revelation about the future in a controversial narrative style. Gosh, you know, John, I'm so glad you're here today. So I guess what I was going to ask you is that what I feel I'm into energy. I'm really into energy. And I just feel like, okay, so, and I've heard this story that you just told before. And what it makes me wonder is if there's enough of us and our energy can get high enough, if we can help save the rest of them. It's a good question, but in the question, uh, innocently are traps. Um, (laughs) It is, do you notice how, and your question is common to many people who ask me the same question, and it's, it's understandable because of how we're programmed. Yeah. It's still fixated on the idea to save others. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 and you know, but the, the thing that makes this so revolutionary is to save anything, to save, save all. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not even saving self, because this self is not even you. This self has been borrowed from and coated over what you brought in from the mystery into the world. This self is somebody that some that other people with their good and un, though unconscious intentions built all around you, including what you like, what you don't like, how you think, how you feel. And when the reality is to come back to that which we entered this world with consciously. And that can only happen to only one person. Each of you mm-hmm. are that, not as a group, you are alone together in this. And it's the only, so, so all the ways in which people are trying to save the world, including in the green movement and the green new deal and all that are, are missing this point. Okay. And they are also, they're making their electric cars by burning more coal, coal and gas. Um, there has to be an absolute go back to the drawing board and bring all the intelligence of humanity together and bring all the patents that have been hidden of things that would have made business bad for the current energy system. This has to be an entire movement where all the governments of the world are pressured to make, and all the businesses in the world are pressured, like the oil businesses and others, to reveal their patents, the ones they are suppressing. Okay. Because there has been, over time, a potential of things that w- run on water. You, if you're in the oil industry, you'll buy that up because you don't want everything running on water. Um, you don't want, uh, so just with that alone, this is, this is absolutely needed. And here's the thing. The 2020s, uh, we are 
at this point, we are not doing anything uh, that is going to alter what I'm saying. We are speeding it up in the name even of being green. Uh, so the, the Paris Accord is a complete farce. It has no teeth like all the other Kumbaya from all the way back to Cairo, from the popular, you know, Rio, all of them, Copenhagen. They're all Kumbaya. Let's make up a goal. Let's make it peer pressure rather than give it teeth so that if you don't make it, the rest of the nations, if you don't make your allotment, you're banned from mm -hmm. your, your, your products or anything. Right. I, this has to be tough. Um, it is, but instead of this tree hugging stuff is not going to save you. So, so the, but the real problem is that, that it is not a thing that can, strangely enough, most people are trained in their ego to think that they're insignificant that the leaders, the governments, the great countries with all the power and the money, that they're actually, uh, you're just a little schmo uh, in the world doing, doing this and getting by and hoping that the, the idiots at the top are going to do something. In fact, everyone is an idiot in the true sense of spiritual sense in the ancient Greek word. We are under the illusion of being separate from the cosmos. We're under the illusion of being a humanity, a forest rather than individual unique trees. So, and that is the very nature. So, so when Gurdjieff called his disciples very reverently and respectfully idiots, he was not being derogatory. He was reminding them of the state. And this is the very core root issue. The very state that's causing this world to be so predictably self-destructive can only be stopped when each of you by going in, become insignificant or insignificant. When insecurity is happening all over the world, go in and rediscover your lost innocence, your innocence, mm -hmm. and then you live in security. Then you're able to respond to the world. Um, this, is, this is what's needed is to the more of us who awaken or work to awaken ourselves from these conditionings could create, create because of what happened in 500 BC, we could create more people that are conscious. And the thing is, it has nothing to do with the new age collective conscious awakening. There is no collective conscious awakening. Um, there it's so good to talk to you, John. So you tell me all this stuff because I talk to all these different people and they all have their own take on this thing. But it's interesting to hear what you have to say about this, because I do agree that we all need to go within. But I've never I've always thought that we were all supposed to help raise the vibration. And that vibration is what would change things like you were talking about in India. But that's not the case. No, it's, well, it, it, it's, it's a half-truth, which makes it even more dangerous than a complete lie. It's a well-meaning half-truth. Right. It, it's not that people are being malicious, but, but um, the, the focus, again, is we raise the consciousness of the world, yeah. and you're forgotten in that. Oh, we've got, we, we've, first, uh, first person plural, we've got to raise the consciousness of the world. And you know, the, the beauty of, and the trap of beautiful expectations like that is the more true they ring, the more anybody could agree these should be the way, that's when you're more identified with them. The thing is that that is not going to save anything. And of course, 
I always followed this dictum in my life as a child onward to now. Whatever society told me was true, I stood on its ear and found out it was false. And what it's upside down, topsy-turvy. It's not about, it, it, the strange thing is that it's about only you can change your own consciousness. Only you can become aware of your lost Buddha. I mean, even when Osho, my teacher would talk, he said, look, I am enlightened, but that's not going to help you mm -hmm. uh, unless you understand in your own experience. A true master is always trying to give you wings to be free. He's not some Jim Jones who has a bunch of uh, codependent people around. Right, him. right, right. In fact, Jim Jones is the ultimate Christian apocalypse reverend. He did in a microcosm what all the Christian faiths and the Muslim faiths and all the people who believe in end time, which frankly, there's enough evidence to show that the book of Revelation was not about our times at all. It was about the first century A.D., Okay. I, just to give you one of many examples, sure. the, the, the number of the beast in Revelation 13, 666 in Greek and Hebrew had in that day the numerical value. This is 300 years before there was algebra, before there was numbers from the Arabs and the Indians. So, num so letters had numerical values, okay. like the Roman numerals. All languages did. So, so here's poor John trying desperately. I've never seen a prophet in history be so... Uh, clear that he wanted you to get his secret to the churches that he was writing to. Um, and he said, you know, his name you can spell through the, the letters that spell and add up to 666. Well, they spell and add up to Neron Kaiser in Greek, which is Nero Caesar. Oh. And now there's the earlier volume that there's only fragments left of. That's the later one we have all been reading and that was published, I think, later in the first century and in the second century. But earlier versions of it, the number of the beast was 616. Oh, wow. That spells out Caligula Kaiser. You got two hits now, Nero Caligula, I mean, Nero Caligula Caesar. Why was this earlier Roman emperor, crazy Caligula, put into this? He was the man who put the statue of Jupiter in the Holy of Holies in the temple of Herod. Okay. A great sacrilegious act in the Hebrew view. So, so these are, so it was not a new Rome that people like how Lindsay for decades has been trying to say, it was about Rome. And it was just in the tradition of Daniel's very metaphorical predictions, John was trying to create the same thing that led up to the era of Christianity being born when the temple was destroyed by the Romans. Okay. And that's what the book of Revelation is about. It's not about our time. And, and so it's one of the greatest hypnotic suggestions. Yeah. The, it's been the spawn of all the other end time Western religions. And it's literally going to kill us if we don't wake up from it. And pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, I'm with you. So we've only got a couple of minutes to commercial break, but 
So all of this, you know, a lot of things have been hidden from people. 2020 brought things out where people could see what was going on. We are becoming more aware. We all have the opportunity. We all have the choice to either wake up and pay attention and go within and, and find ourselves or not. So do you think that, you know, the COVID was part of that, giving us the opportunity to, you know, to do that? And when we come back from commercial break, I want you to talk about that and talk about the COVID-19. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy. You're out. I'm here today with John Hogue. I actually have a couple of his books here. Um, here's one of his on predictions. And we're so happy to have him here on the show. This is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity. We'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with John Hogg. John's, John's telling us about prophecy. He's telling us about history, things that... Um, you're enlightening me as far as revelations go. Um, so what do you think? Do you think the COVID was a chance for us all to stay home and go within? Was that an opportunity? Because I look at it like that. The, it, it's, an honest, it's an honest question. And it, again, I want, I, sorry to, because it's, everybody asks these kinds of questions. Sure, it's, yeah. It's well, we want to know. <laughs> I'm just going to point compassionately out that the, the COVID that anything that's happening in your life mm -hmm. can to live life well is to live life as an alchemist of whatever happens to you, finding anything, the base metal of anything that happens to you and turning it into gold. Mm -hmm. So it's up to the individual, how the individual in their personal sovereignty, which is the very theme of the Aquarian age, we just passed 20 centuries of centralized control, centralized grids, systems, nations, and the Aquarian age in this decade is beginning to take a wrecking ball 
to all of that uh, process of centralizing. And literally when it's done, you will literally see a world that has no religions, just individuals who are religious for the first time because there are none of these dogmas. Mm -hmm. People are finding, people are not going to believe in anything. They're going to know. They're going to, religion will become in Aquarian age scientific to know, to investigate, to, to, like my teacher always said, this is for you only a hypothesis. It's true for me, but that doesn't help you. It is only going to become true or not true to you if you go in yourself and just, and not focus, but just bring your attention to this moment. That means all this, we are going to be this or we that, we this and that, is, is all good, take note of it, but it's only you that can be transformed. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do it like I did with tens of thousands of other people, uniquely individual. There's no equality in the world. That is a, the, the Aquarian age is about, we are all equally unique. Right, yeah. And it's one of the, it's one of the great struggles of our time is those things that are now coming to the head that are coming apart are, that are related to national identity, personal identity, identity politics, idiot politics, because idiot and identity are from the same root, mm-hmm. separate from the whole, seeing, seeing my skin color, not seeing my being, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, seeing what kind of shape of genital I have rather than who I am as a being. Mm-hmm. And as a being, I've been many colors and many races and many different forms of sexual identity. But these identities are passing things. They are waves upon the ocean. We can fight about waves. We are waves, we think, but we're just shapes of identity of the ocean. And the ocean, the oceanic has been forgotten. And what I'm simply saying is for the waves to flow in harmony, They need to remember the water stuff within them, which is one with all the other waves that come and go called life and death and universes rising and falling and return to playing as a wave in this temporary time from the source. Mm -hmm. And that and only can be encountered by individuals. Now, individuals can come together as a community to help each other become more aware, but it, right. but forget all about saving the world. Right, it's not gonna happen. Because if you save the world, <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's an ego trip. Uh, it is, isn't it? It well, is. Yeah, it's a goal. It's like, yeah. I have a goal. And yeah. the mind it re- keeps remaining a tyrant over us through conditioning as long as it has goals. I don't like this person. I'm going to take revenge on this person. Oh, I have this great crusading goal. We're going to save the world by making everybody conscious. That's a, that's mind. That's the mind pretending to be religious. Mm-hmm. And, and because mind to keep itself alive creates goals that creates time to fulfill the goals. Another way of saying that, being the present is not only only time there is, but it's no time. It's eternal now. The mind cannot conceive it. The mind cannot live in it. Right. So, so 
that's what's needed is to be able to watch this mind saying we're going to make everything wonderful. Right, right. Look at it from deeper. Right, right. Something deeper that is like a perfect reflecting mirror reflects Mm -hmm. without judgment, whatever Mm -hmm. you're feeling, whatever you are, whatever is going on around you. And it does it. The reason why it's so hard to find these things, uh, the consciousness is you can't find what you already are. Mm -hmm. You can only so. So ego is completely looking for the Buddha life after life. And it's the Buddha's right here. Sure. So, so, and then the Buddha, then the mind will all go, also go, sure, I like that, that context. That's a really nice idea. But you even have to look at that. Yeah. Because it's nothing that the, one thing has to be understood as a hypothesis to at least test to see is true. You can't, you can't, anything you think or feel or identify with or name, put those all aside. Put those all aside. And with all of these going aside, then anything that comes up, any label you want to put on consciousness, even consciousness, drop it, drop it, drop it, and then and then wait. And then then it's possible and to have the existential understanding awaken. That and once you taste it, then you're on your way. Right. To nowhere, to now here. <laughs> to, to be here. So what I get from this is that we need to be centered and all the stuff that goes around, on around us as I'm centered, don't let that stuff affect me. Be aware of it, but don't let it come into the mind. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, because everything you've said is from the mind. And <laughs> so, so what I'm saying, but I'm glad you said it because... <laughs> Because what I what what would be more uh, the experience of it would okay. be you watching yourself saying all that mm-hmm. from something that is none of those things that takes note of them. Uh, anything your mind says, anything uh, you understand with the mind, is not going to help you. Uh, it's just the mind. Uh, making goals, making time. Now, if you can understand and watch perfectly without judgment for or against how we do this, right? Um, there can come, I can only call it this, an inner standing. Okay. And, and so, so it's all about coming to that inner standing. And there's a lot of ways that I do it in my work. I do private readings. Uh, I, I do uh, about 90 minute reading where I do a little astrology and then I go deeper with divination, but it usually ends with me handing over tools of the meditation techniques that I have been doing since 1980 when I was initiated as Swami Dhyanarjuna by my teacher Osho. And the, the, these techniques, because you do need tools to give a context well, yeah, uh, I mean, you've got all these people out there and they're all trying to be enlightened, but they do need tools, like they need help, right? You can't try to be enlightened. How can you, you are enlightened, right. How? It, but you can certainly try to pretend you're enlightened. Yeah. Not only did my teacher say, you're all Buddhas, pretending not to be. He also said, and some of you are pretending, or Buddhas pretending to be Buddhas. <laughs> 
And that goes for a lot of people in new age business. Right, right, right. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yes. And they are not. They're already Buddhas. How can you pretend to be Superman if you're already Superman? You right. can pretend to be Superman. You can be Clark Kent waking up one morning and saying, I've got to find Superman. He <laughs> up in his Clark Kent outfit, gets his briefcase, flies out of the window and flies all over the world and can never find Superman because he is Superman. So what I'm talking about is you watching all the flying around, all the pretending, all the wonderful mental constructs, which can hint some of what I'm saying, but don't hold on to them. Gotcha. Take note of them. Bodhidharma, his simplest teaching was this. He said, I don't hold on. Do not hold on. There's not even I. Do not hold on to any appearances. So, so everything is an appearance, your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, the world. And, and rather than fly away from the world and renounce it, you can, he didn't say don't live in the world, eat, drink, be merry, be live life passionately, totally. <laughs> but don't hold on to it as it changes. Because there is something in us that in the very movement of things, in the very changes of things, one can become aware of that which never changes. I mean, that's when I first began to become aware of it, is, is through an intense reflecting of the world of change. Suddenly, I became aware of the mirror, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's a no-nameable thing, but that which reflects the world. And, and so... And it's, it's, it's only hard for the ego. It, and, you know, everybody constantly saying, I tried really hard to quiet my mind. And I said, well, first you have an I there. I in mm -hmm. Greek is ego. Mm -hmm. So ego tried to quiet the ego. Mm -hmm. And so that's, the, that was, that's no wonder you're tired and exhausted trying to do that. That's like me putting on boots and saying, I'm going to pull myself off the ground in these boots. And then you reach down and pull, pull, pull. Of course, you'll be frustrated, but you can, in meditation that I'm talking about, you can simply watch yourself doing that. You suddenly, it's like you become more relaxed to see that your misery is, you wonder where it is, why it's happening. You want to let it go, but you realize suddenly as you relax into the present, see a bigger relaxed picture without actually doing anything, just relaxing, gotcha. not focusing, focusing has nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly see you're pedaling a bike called misery. <laughs> and you didn't even know that you had feet you didn't, weren't aware of in the subconscious <laughs> that are pumping away, sweating away, and you're going circle after circle of samsara, around and around, and life, death, life, death, life, death. And you're not getting anywhere. And so you end up seeing the whole thing. So now you begin, there's moments where you become aware you're doing your own misery, and not as an intellectual construct. And a lot of people who think about it go, oh, I like that picture of a rice right. cake. Let right. me eat it. You're not going to get nourished or understanding from that. Right. So then you're pushing and then suddenly you realize that you're pedaling and you stop. And eventually comes a day where you're not pedaling at all, but your bike's going to still roll because it has entropy. It's going to roll until it just drops on itself. So the things that aren't you your mind, your this, all they drop on their own. You don't mind. It's nothing you have to do. It just happens. If when you, you do anything, that's mine. Even if you call it Jesus Christ consciousness, it's a mind 
effing That's mind thing. Thing. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break. We're going to be back here, you guys, um, for our last segment with John. And um, make sure you share the show because um, there's people who really need to hear what he has to say. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. And we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with John Hogg. John, so what do you think is going to happen here in the next... You, let's just say the next two years. What do you what do you see happening here in the in the United States and across the world? I guess. 
what in general i mean i could go on for hours about this but uh, but to, to to distill it um the next four years um well the root first i'll start with the root theme okay with what's coming celebrate the shocks be an alchemist of shocks you've had a little rehearsal with covid 19 um uh, that was the first of for 40 years i've been writing about the 2020s and how they would begin with a bang and how you would have you'll find yourself in a twilight zone episode or a science fiction movie where the world stands still, these things would happen. Like when you saw Fifth Avenue empty of people, mm-hmm. New Delhi empty of its teeming masses, everybody shut down across the world. These science fiction movies start happening as realities. Okay. You know, the, the, the great natural disasters and things like that become realities. World War III can become in the next four years, the most dangerous four years in human history for for this war happening because people are uninformed, willfully uninformed by their governments and people are, and the people who could inform them are being censored. Mm -hmm. Uh, The, the, because of the great prophets, Nostradamus, Stormberger, Edgar Cayce and others, I did a book called A New Cold War and I did this in 2014 when I saw the prophecies of a new Cold War, a very unstable Cold War would happen, had arrived. And it, these prophets that I collected were all really accurate at detailing, dating, and naming things of World War One and Two. Okay. And, and I also, they all talked about World War Three, except for Edgar Casey, who had an alternative future. Um, the... The thing that is so dangerous about this war is that the Third World War happens when nobody expects it. Everybody thinks the dangers are past. And everybody, as Stormberger says, walks with their eyes wide open into these catastrophes. And the catastrophes in plural uh, are also cited in the famous Mabus prophecy of Nostradamus, the third antichrist. Is his code name is Mabus. It could be MBS. Um, who is a world leader in, in the Middle East areas, the area where through barbare power from, from Arabs in French, you decode them in French, not in English, the anagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, Darab is, is uh, barbare. And the Eagle Kings of the North, the White Eagle, White Eagle President of the United States and the Double-Headed Eagle of Russia, mm-hmm are pulled into, because of their vassals, misbehaving and running amok, these superpowers are pulled into the Middle East. And the key point is Syria and Iran. Okay. And so whenever we've played around with nearly starting a war just a few weeks ago now, mm-hmm. uh, it's repeating what happened three times in the last administration, where fortunately for us, we're all still alive because uh, the Russian leadership is understands the danger that we are blindly in the West marching towards. As Nostradamus said, the people of the West, the leaders of the West would plan a great war uh, against the East. And, and they're, they're, they're talking themselves into it. Now, if you, if you weaponize certain myths, 
uh, related to the Russians, right. uh, as is being done, you are creating a, uh, we're bound to have a Cuban Missile Crisis any day from now, between now and the next four years. And this time, we are, when we repeat this karmic echo, it's odd to say this, but in karmic echoes, it's like Alice through the looking glass. Everything comes back in a karmic echo reversed. Now the shoe-beating leader is not Khrushchev, it's the current president, Eagle King. Hmm. And it's now not, uh, and then the Kennedy, who's cool and trying to calm down the whole thing, is actually in the Kremlin. He's the Eagle King that tries to stop the war from happening. Okay. He's not even the one pushing it. And here with Edgar Casey says also something that's going to shock a lot of Americans. But Edgar Casey, our greatest prophet in 1944, during his readings of the nations, mm -hmm. said that Russia would be in this time the hope of the world. Not, uh, not the Soviet Bolshevism, he said. No, this is a new Russia that's coming after that. Who will cry freedom, freedom. And, and he also made a point that America has a destiny to help, to help that Russia evolve on its own trajectory, not on our idea of what their democracy should be like, any more than they should dictate what ours should be like. Right. And he said of the Americans, and he described us today, the hypocrisy of this country. He's saying, oh, you say freedom, but, but you not. don't practice it. Right. You, he basically was listing all the contradictory ways that we would be working in the world. You know, we moved from Vietnam where we used to destroy villages to save them. Now we destroy entire nations to save them. Mm -hmm. And this will ultimately lead to the, destroy, the destruction of the human civilization suddenly, unexpectedly. And so... So very much one thing you can do in, in, as a group is renew the peace, the anti-war movements of this country. Now we have one by thing that's bipartisanly agreed on by both houses of our country. War marketeering is good. And we are literally perpetuating a war industry which cannot survive with making all of its trillions without, if peace comes. They right. learned that when the Cold War ended. The yeah, they make more money the other way, right? Yeah, so they've been ever since 1989, they were trying to find a way to get a, a business model back. They thought the war on terror would work. It wasn't working. So now they've moved back by 2014 to the old model uh, containing Russia and China, and hopefully make twice as many of the $15 trillion of profits over the 45 years of the Cold War, the last one. They, of course, don't want a war to start, right. but there's none of the sobriety of the leaders of the Cold War in the past that's been forgotten in the West. There's even people who have been Secretary of Defense in different presidencies who've openly mused and written books about how we can win a nuclear war. You can't win a nuclear war. You can only die in one mm -hmm. and your civilization too, because what is, so, so this is one of the things is, that's one of those things no one's even seen. The other thing of course is the fiat economy in the next four years is probably going to end. So we're, we're going to see a revolutionary change in economic systems that's also happening. 
The other thing is that uh, there are interesting, the other danger is that we are seeing what I've been predicting for 35 years, the danger by 2020, I dated it from that, the, of, of our version of totalitarianism coming, overcoming this uh, nation. And this is with us now. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, and that's why I'm trying to be careful with my words because when I'm on other shows, shows get in trouble for having me on because uh, people like me, free thinking people like me are being silenced. And so, yes. so, so I'm seeing it directly in my life happening. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the hope what I have is that, so these, these things are the shocks. I'm going to ask you to embrace them as compassionate hits to wake up. Because here's an important thing that Gurdjieff once said. Okay. You know, he, he, at the end of his life, he, his disciples used to commiserate with him because every time he tried to set up his, his commune for the harmonious development of human beings, their three centers all at one, enlightened, not machines anymore. He tried in St. Petersburg, World War I came. He tried it again in Moscow, the Russian Revolution came. He tried it uh, in, uh, he got his people out of the Russian Civil War into Georgia over the Caucasus, and they almost got set up in Tbilisi, and then the Red Army came. He ends up finally, they're all scattered to the winds, and they come back together in Avon, France, and they, for a few years, have the communities. He's starting to set up Gurdjieff groups in America. And then he has this auto accident, which makes him, because he's the guy single-handedly making this all happen. He no longer can do that. Now he's just writing his teaching so that something can survive it. And then he's trying, again, to get stuff going on in Paris, in apartments and little meetings. And then the Nazis come in the Second oh, World War. Right. So he... So after all that, he was said, it's a shame. Every time you try to build something, it got destroyed by the winds of history. And he said, no, no, you don't, you don't understand my work. I need times like this. It's only in times like this that people who have the potential to awaken get so shocked by the outer world's changes that it rips away their illusions it rips away their fantasies of, of, of themselves. And if they have the potential to become a man or a woman without quotation marks of ego, that's this time is the kind of times, like the times we're living now, right. where if you have the potential to awaken to what you brought into the world and stop pretending to be a Buddha and see that you are a Buddha, that is only, this is the hidden blessing of these times. For those who seek truth, who are not just playing around with it as another habit, another way to redecorate your ego with spiritual terms. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it, for those of you listening who feel what I'm saying deep, deep in mm -hmm. the resonance of your being, mm -hmm. and not can't even explain from what source that is coming, right. come to hogueprophecy.com and you'll see at the first opening page, Hogue readings available. And you'll, there's a there's a there's a email there that you click on and put uh, reading, 
and then I will get personally back to you by email. There's also a green eye looking up, very pretty eye. I know, I saw your green eye on there. And the, the green <laughs> eye actually has forests in the, in the <laughs> Can't miss it, you guys. <laughs> and you go to the green eye and you click on that. And for $60, you can get not just the tip of the iceberg that I put on Hogue Prophecy for free. You will get the whole iceberg of oh, all cool. of the articles and things that I write for 12 months. Okay. So it's 60 bucks for the whole year. That's pretty good. Okay, cool. And if they want a reading, they go to hogprophecy.com and they just click on reading and you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll hook up with them. In red, just, just uh, at the, the first, you'll see, I have a whole list of things that I'm going to be writing about. And then just under that, you'll see join, you know, uh, join the free newsletter, join gotcha. this and that. And then you'll see in red and bold Hogue readings okay. and just go there and click on read what it says there click on it and it sends you directly to an automatic email which comes to me and and just put hug reading and then i'll get back to you and uh the times are going fast i'm kind of having to book ahead okay. uh now because the times have sped up now more people need a reading so in that way i can give you begin a process if you feel a yes to it i respect people's freedom completely if you feel a no, that's beautiful too. But if you have a yes, I have some tools cool. to give you, which are tailored for the modern mind amplified human being. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, and you can begin to transform yourself because that's all that matters. The self becoming the no self realization. I love it. Thank is you. the only thing that can bring a climate to the world that existed in India into this troubled time of evolutionary transformation. Okay. John, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I really do. You guys, if you want to get a hold of him, just go to www.hopeprophecy.com. If you want a psychic reading from Nancy, go to nancyyearout.com. And this is High Road to Humanity. Um, we will see you next time. Make sure you share this with your friends. Everybody take care and have a great week. Bye. Connect the dots keep the motion. Can achieve your goal. Let's hit the Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal.